The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com, brand new episode. Name of the episode is Biscuit Wheels. Hi, it's Carrie. I'm your host. Uh, listen, on this episode, um, Rebecca and I give our spoiler-free review of Joker um, and uh, tell you about that. Uh, honest, we didn't spoil any part of it. We do give you our honest opinions on the movie, but we didn't spoil it, so stay tuned for that. Also, toward the end of the episode, we got a letter from somebody who knows stuff that explains Star Wars land and why it's a land that you've never heard of. And uh, it makes sense. It makes some real sense. So that's uh, coming up. uh, That and a whole lot more happening on the episode, of course. I want to thank our sponsors, of course, for making this possible. Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Saturday, October 12th, everything store-wide at Dr. Volt's will be 20 to 50% off. They're celebrating comic superstar Philip Sevy, artist of Tomb Raider, and a creator of Triage is going to be in the store signing, so you can meet him and pick up uh, the back issue or statue that you've had your eye on. That's Saturday, October 12th at Dr. Volt's. Also, Cabin Fever, celebrating all things creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky this October. It's Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East in downtown Salt Lake. Cabin Fever is so much more than a spooky card store. Also, Black Velvet Boutique, trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. Visit them, 595 South State in Clearfield, Utah, and mention Geek Show to receive special discounts. They're locally owned. And open seven days a week. We like that. Also, we like Booze Teak, located at 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City. Mention Geek Show, and uh, you'll receive discounts. So see the store or talk to Ivy about the details. But Booze Teak is your local wine and cocktail accessory emporium. Emporium. Sorry. <laughs> I need to buy a vowel, clearly. All right. So uh, thanks to all of our sponsors, of course. All right. Name of the episode is Biscuit Wheels. We'll get to it here. Please to enjoy. And welcome back to the basement. Yeah, let's Woo! fucking do this. Let's fucking do it, Carrie. Yeah, fuckers. Yeah. Woo! Third show. Man, this. The look I on Hudson's say, face. I, I gotta say, I love. I always love this show, right? <laughs> yeah. But this uh, this last week, uh-huh. I've loved even more because it's been a goddamn gravy train with biscuit wheels, man. Just that money flowing in. Go, go on. Gravy train uh, with biscuit wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Car- Carrying loads of chicken. Chicken, 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 chicken. Is this like, is this like the chicken, chicken, chicken. Is this like the chuck wagon commercial where the dog chases the chuck wagon dog food around? I'll fucking kill that dog. <laughs> it's my gravy train with biscuit wheels. It's his gravy train. He's Shannon Barnson. I'm rich, bitch. All right. Um, <laughs> my pub quiz. Yeah. Uh, coming. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, seriously, come to my pub quiz, man. It's fun. It's Why fucking fun as fuck. Because it's fun as fuck, Sizzler. I will say this. It's the most sensual pub quiz. It is. Out of all of the pub quizzes. Back rubs. Free charcuterie. <laughs> it's sensual. Free charcuterie? Range. I didn't are... know you found charcuterie like romantic. Yeah, the, oh, it's fucking charcuterie. It's, got the some... little, it's the little meats and yeah, cheeses. We got some fondue. Yeah. It's very romantic, isn't it? Yeah. 
If you want, I'll pay your butt some attention. I mean, whatever. Whatever you want at this pub quiz. Anything goes. Anything goes. No, Wednesday night. I just can't wait for next Wednesday when somebody's like, yeah, I'd really like you to pay some attention to my butt. Mr. Well, okay, sometimes you got to pay some attention to the buttholes. The um, they're bathroom locks. Uh, <laughs> eight o'clock. Lucky 13. <laughs> I really won't fuck with your butt. I'm, I'm just, that was just, I only do that to Lee. Okay. Consent sexy. Fuck yeah. I like when he says that he goes, fucking do it, big shooter, like that. I don't. I thought I mean, Carrie uh, was those words have shooter. never actually come out of my mouth, but. Well. We role play. He, I, he pretends. But I'm, I'm Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. 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 There's a lot to unpack. I know. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of things. to unpack and repack. You've got to yeah, have a note. What's going on, Shannon? Oh, he's All the right. only one. You get only, enough attention to your butt. He's the only uh, drinky guy at the table. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> he can't wait for Wednesday. He's Lee George Cade. Yeah, uh, let's see. Wednesday, usually right about when pub quiz is wrapping up, I get off work at Shiv Games. I, I lock the Shove door. Shiv Games. Sh- no, it's Shiv Games. It's in and Murray. And then he gets off. And then I get on the train and I ride home. The, the pound train. You should ride it to the 13th stop, South. No, because. Uh, 13th South stop. Yeah, the 13th Come South Side. I could do that, but yeah. you guys are usually gone by the time I leave. No. You know, because it's like 10.30, you're wrapping up the pub quiz. That's about usually when I'm going by. So yeah, we, I run up to the front, and I tell the engineer, like, hit the horn. And then they usually... Choo, choo. I, and plus, we just meet up in a park anyway. Yeah. Yeah, God. so uh, every Wednesday night, I'm usually apprehended by the UTA police uh, for, for knocking on the, and the I'm door just, of the thing. And I'm just sitting in Liberty Park going, where is he, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm in jail. I'm in UTA jail. Every time. I think it's... On purpose now. So we've got, uh, again, we're still doing the pre-orders for Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is coming out in November, and we're doing the pre-orders for the Clone Wars expansion for Star Wars Legion. And then uh, this week, I'm turning 50. And so for my 50th, I've decided I'm launching something that I've been doing since I was 10 years old, and I'm launching it on Patreon. What? What? So if you want to check it out, it's uh, patreon.com slash VSRPG. That stands for... Uh, Vagabond Studios role-playing game, VSRPG. It's just a little thing I'm doing. Part of it's free, part of it's not. There's no strong-arm sales pack to get it. You just go and check it out and have fun with it. And if you're a role-playing gamer, I think you'll have a good time with it. Well, fun. Yeah, it's okay. just a thing. It's it's my gift to you for my 50th birthday. Well, nice. Yeah. Thank and you. We'll I didn't get you anything. I'm sorry. No, no. That's <laughs> it, it's. I'm kind of going like the Hobbit route now. Is that well, you know, Hobbits give other people gifts on their birthday. So hmm. that's my. I've, I've been literally doing this since I was 10 years old. And and those of you that have known me for a long time, you'll get it right when you see it. So. Oh, okay. My right. presence is your present. It is really though. It really is. You've been you've been long missed. You gotta be surprised that you're having this birthday. This one? Yeah. I know there are people who are surprised that I'm having this birthday, like my mom. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. Sub- well, yeah, you knew me. I lived with you. Yeah. I, I, saw was... you eat, I saw you eat leaves on tequila one time. Yeah, and you saw me eat other shit that caused me to eat things, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was a dangerous kid. What's the weirdest thing you've eaten? Oh, I can tell you right now. Oh, I, I ate like three or four branches off a maple tree in Liberty Park once. Uh, and also that night that we um, we grilled up kielbasa. Kielbasa. And beer. And, and, and sauerkraut and, and an ice cream. And sauerkraut and a whole ice cream cake. Yeah, and ice cream cake. My, ho- my place smelled terrible. <laughs> yeah, but we had to do something to cover up the smell of weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, like seriously, you know, people say, oh well, you know, if you if you died today, what would be your one regret? And I'm like, 
well, I, I hope I'd be able to say goodbye to my family and friends first, but <laughs> I've lived. <laughs> I've really fucking lived. That's what I always tell people, too. I'm like, I've done some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've experienced some things. I, I could write a book. It would be long. There would be things. There would be, there would be hijinks. Oh, I mean, just the, just the different jobs chapter alone. Oh, no. Be, there's, there's, you should do a series. That'd be a whole book. There's, there's 120 pages already written of Sham I Am. Oh, okay. You should, yeah, so. you should do a series of books. Right. I just... It, it feels self-indulgent. Like this is the time I did acid at this uh, uh, at this at this oil refinery I worked get a, at. Get a ghostwriter, then it doesn't feel so self-indulgent. Get that guy like, that helped Donald Trump. Then oh, I thought you. Then said, he'll get on and talk shit. I'm on sorry. Him. I thought you said ghostwriter, and I'm like, <laughs> really? You think he's available? <laughs> I, I used to work for a ghostwriting company. <laughs> Lots of motorcycles. Ghostwriter shows up. Look into my eyes. What the fuck? He'd be like, I am I vengeance. Fire. <laughs> I am vengeance. And I'd be like, how many words per minute? <laughs> <laughs> so I've taken four pictures of this new panelist over here. Uh, Hudson? Hudson, who hasn't fucking contributed shit. Because you don't let him get a word in edgewise. Um, but all the pictures look like he doesn't give one fuck about this thing. So I'll send he him does to not. Funny. He does not. Yeah. Her presence is our present. Yeah. It's Rebecca Yay. Frost. The uh, Sizzler! Yeah, fuckos. Come to my art show. It's not my art show I'm helping. It's called the Misplay Showcase, October 12th from 2 to 8. Super top secret, 254 East, 100 South. Uh, silent auction. All proceeds go to the Children's Justice Center to help them get some new grappling hooks. Yes. Awesome. Nice. Some new domino masks. Actually, if, yeah. you, if you want to know what the Children's Justice Center is, they probably have a website. You can check them out. Yeah, or at misplaceshowcase.com, whatever. Whatever. However you want to help. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Also, our, re- our returning champion, Eggfu. One more time. Eggfu. Uh, now, oh. here's a fun fact about uh, Eggfu. Okay. His name's not he, Eggfu. He's got what? the senses of Wolverine and or Daredevil. He smells, he hears everything. And I've been traumatizing him for like four years. <laughs> What's the worst thing you've smelled yeah. coming from the basement? It's when I'm burning food. Yeah, when you're burning steak. Yeah. Why do yeah. you burn steak? Why don't you go outside to grill no, it? Shannon, I know, I know for a fact. I don't burn it. It's just, you know, like it gets yeah, smoky. It's, it's caramelized. No, oh, okay. I, know, I know for a fact because I've had, when I ate meat, I've had steak you've cooked multiple times. I never burn it. No. It just you gets make, smoky. It gets you smoky. Make Why don't really you grill steak? it outside? Are you an animal? This man's like. I grill it inside because I am not a fucking animal. <laughs> yeah. I got a fucking stove. Now it's delightful. Figure it out. He occasionally cooks for me. Oh. We had a good hamburger oh. last night, huh? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter. EGG. <laughs> FOU. Yeah. Yeah. Come, come challenge me at Pub Quiz. And lose. Somebody. <laughs> somebody, somebody take this guy down. I thought for sure I'd made one that was like so randomized that you wouldn't win, but. Not I, today. Where do I fucking know yeah. about shit? I remember I was on your team <laughs> once and I was so excited that I contributed one answer like in the whole night. It was pretty do, amazing. Do, do, do people think shenanigans be, because you two live in the same house and he oh, keeps yeah. winning? And Well, they might, but like, I, there's none. Yeah. You know. He will not. Egg's just smart. I fucking smack him. Get the yeah. fuck away from here. Egg's just he smart. He accidentally let one slip. Yeah. yeah. But I already knew it. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, he's already a smart okay. guy. All right. And ladies and gentlemen. Huh? Also already Speaking a smart, of smart guy. guys. Fucking smart guys. Oh. Fucking got himself a new haircut looking all fucking sassy pants. <laughs> it's our host. Wow. Our little cherub. Oh. Our cutie pie. Oh, thank you. Can you do a chair? Carrie Jackson! 
Yeah. I um, want to hear your cherub impression. What, what would a cherub sound like? You tell me. Sound like you, man. Yeah, oh. it'd just be me. Oh. It'd be yeah, like, oh, they, here. Speak, they speak old Aramaic. Little, little like, angel face baby. Here we go. I'm going to shoot my arrow at you. Here you go. Uh, to you the, too. Uh, to that ABC song. We weren't, we weren't so much into consent then. <laughs> here you go. You have no choice. Yeah. There it goes. Here's God's the, will and all. <laughs> here, here's the mythological roofie. Yeah, here it is. I know best. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. All right. Uh, coming up later in the program, we get Star Wars Land explained to us. I uh, thought we already. Uh, don't no. you mean um, Galaxy's no. Edge? No, no. Sir, Stephen King's sir. Galaxy's Edge. No, it gets explained to us oh. by who? by Probably. someone who knows. This is Probably. Erica, and she she oh. Oh. she knows somebody oh. who helped build it. Okay. I was okay. about I was about to say something really snide. You were saying explain no. to us like oh some fifty year old incel is going to come on no, and no, tell no, us no. all about no no she knows someone who helped des- in the design okay. and our big question was always why is it not Tatooine you know, or, Tatooine or Moss Eisley or something right. she knows oh okay oh, oh wow she knows. so it's not an incel coming no she uh, some Erica's guy, great Erica's some guy great. is going to walk in and go I'm fucked first of no. all. No, this is... I'm fucking sick of all these vaginas. This is a behind the scenes, and there's very good reasons. Cool. So we'll get to that in the... I'm glad it's not that incel guy. In the third part. Uh, I let's fucking see. hate that guy, Sizzler. Couple of things. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do, Bubba. <laughs> Major Matt Mason. Uh, I know what that is. It's Action Man, isn't it? <laughs> That's why he wins yeah. all the pub quizzes. Yeah. That's old... Did he predate G.I. Joe, or was he just a I want to say it was about the same time, yeah. wasn't it? But he, his thing was is that he was a spaceman. He was a spaceman. That, that was his focus, was Major Matt Mason. Th- this is not Action Man. No. Action Man was in Europe. Yeah. But this is Spaceman? And this is, yeah. I think, the American version of that. But right. It was, Did but he, it, have, he have multiple costumes and stuff? Uh, from what I remember, he was just a space guy. Huh. It's, very, it's a very old that. toy. Yeah. But well, I want to talk to my friend. I only know Are they because making a of, fucking I know history. movie about it. Well, hang on. What? I only <laughs> know because I know to toy it? history in general. It's yeah. one of those things that pops up every now and then. Yeah. Uh, well, Tom Hanks loves Major Matt Mason. And he has been trying to get a Major Matt Mason project going forever. You're telling me Tom Hanks is trying to do a thing and they said no? Exactly. Exactly. What Tommy wants, Tommy gets. I mean, back in 2009, he was working on a, uh, an animated uh, Major Matt Mason. He even co-wrote the script for a 3D animated take on the character with Graham Yost. He wrote it with Graham Yost, and that didn't get. People are like, nah. What if he's no, just America's like, sweetheart. what if he's secretly like just a real bad writer? Yeah. That's, that's, that's my best. Yeah. That's, <laughs> they're, like, they're like, Tom, honey. He Could doesn't be. know how, what, like, the difference between two, two, and two. Could be. There, yeah. there, and there. Because. Um, night, night, night. He's going to. Uh, he finally he you're found you're someone. You're. He found someone to write it, and it's uh, and and he got it produced by Akiva Goldsman, who I don't know if he'll have time, frankly, with all the Star Trek shit that he's doing. Uh, but he's also got uh, the Star Trek Picard showrunner Michael Chabon's short story about the character, providing a famous novelist Michael Chabon. Yes, oh. uh, providing inspiration for the script, which was penned by Akiva Goldsman. So someone else wrote it this time. Mm. And now they're finally going to make it. But did they also go, well, Tom, this is like a 70-year-old action figure. I'll bet Nobody gives one fuck. I'll bet that's what they said. Yeah. 
So like, the, I don't uh, get it. Like, the, it's know. the knockoff one. It's the one you get when you asked for the G.I. Joe. Exactly. Yeah. But so your the, grandma gave you that one instead. It's so, like the fucking uh, fruit, fruit rings to the fruit loops. <laughs> you got it, Bubba. So the uh, Major Matt Mason action figure line was introduced by Mattel in 1966. All right. And uh, they had a, a revolutionary plastic used for the face called Plastizol. That was also used in Mattel's Thingmaker toy line. If you remember the oh, Thingmaker. Oh, I had that. Uh, they also had <laughs> Mattel. I did as well. And Mattel also yeah, uh, about did makers. You ready for this? A line maker. of fish tackle made of the same stuff. Uh, it was called the Mr. Twister fishing bait. Yes. Yeah. So, Mr. Twister. But what's interesting about the Major Matt Mason line is that it had a wireframe body with the plastizol on top of it. And uh, the toys had an incredibly limited lifespan because that wireframe body would break at the elbow, knees, and neck. Oh. So you'd have to buy a new Major Matt Mason. But it was, uh, at first, just based off of NASA scientists. And as it got into the early 70s, they started introducing science fiction elements. God damn, thanks. Thank you. You're welcome, Wikipedia. Thank you. Um... No, I I remember my thing maker because it, I, <laughs> because I thought what a dangerous thing to give yeah, to kids. Yeah, it was a really Did you burn hot, yourself on because it? it was yeah. hot as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a metal tray mold yeah. with bugs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And they later on they it was the mighty creature and thing maker, and they yeah. did uh, they did monsters. There is a new toy line, a new toy. It's going to hit Kickstarter here in November, and it's called Necromolds, and it's the same what? thing. It's the same thing. But it's like you have a two-part mold that you can slap together with kind of a, a, a non-drying Play-Doh substance. You can bake it later if you want to keep the figure and paint it or whatever. But you make these monsters. There's all different kinds of monsters. And then you have rings that you get to wear that have like your symbol on them. Mm-hmm. So you build monsters and you put them on the board. So it's like the thing maker, right? And then you can move your monster around and they can fight each other. And if you win the other monster, you get to smash them with your ring. And so the monster's smushed body has your ring imprint on it. Yeah. I'm fucking all over so this So it's like game. the Phantom? Yeah. Well, the, 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 the thing maker, as I recall, it was the metal tray, and you had the goo. Yeah. yeah. It was just liquid plastic. Or now, what was it, it called? Was. Plasticor. Yeah. Uh, Plasticon. Plastizol. Plastizol. And it was different colors. Yep. And so you could mix the colors if you wanted. Well, you can, but, yeah, and you make jiggly worms. And you'd and make a worm or a centipede or whatever. Or a yeah. tarantula. Or tarantula. Oh, this or a thing centipede. with the creepy yeah. crawlers. And then you had to heat it up to a certain temperature. It was really hot. To the point where... It was like 9,000 degrees. Well, when you removed it from the, the, the thing maker, you were supposed to put it in the, in the water tray, and it would... Right. <laughs> because that was, that was a toy we played when America was great. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I always thought, my God, this is extremely dangerous. Yeah. But you sounded like... But sounded that's back like, in the... Sorry, go ahead. You, you sounded like Doc from Back to the Future. Yeah. But it was fun. But that was yeah. like the time when like, I used to ride on the hood of the car. Yeah. 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 You know. Put me in the trunk. Put me in the trunk, Dad. I die. God, I love the thing maker. Okay. Um, oh, and you're uh, you're getting a Tomb Raider sequel. Just so Why? You know. Cult, move on. All right. Moving on. Just so you know. Moving the movie on. was so bad. Moving on. Well, no, they got a, a better people in charge of uh, it. Really? Okay. Who? Well, uh, Ben Wheatley. Who? Who's British director. Hey, Shannon. Maybe talking to British? your mic. He's uh he's known for his work on High Rise, and Free Fire, and Kill List. The fuck are those? As well High as, Rise uh, is that movie with Tom Hiddleston's butt. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. As well as Peter P- Peter Picaldi's uh, work on Doctor Who. Oh, uh, he's in charge of it. So yeah, you're getting it whether uh, you want it or not. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought Alicia Vikander was good. I thought so. I yeah. didn't. 
Well, that's all she had was upper body strength that I greatly admired. <laughs> well, I, I'm Says also... a girl wearing a Carly Rae Jepsen hat. I, I also... <laughs> I think I was also gauging the movie based off of all of the other stellar video game adaptations that have been made right. before. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty low bar, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. like an extraordinarily low bar. After these, these messages, messages, we'll be right, right back. Back, back. <laughs> Boosteak is your local wine and cocktail accessory emporium featuring geek-appropriate barware with your favorite Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, DC Comics, and Doctor Who mixology essentials. You'll appreciate the Stormtrooper decanter, Chewbacca can cozies, Captain America pint glasses, and Harley Quinn bottle openers. You'll also discover traditional wine, beer, and cocktail accessories for entertaining. Mention Geek Show to receive discounts. See store for details. Boosteak is located at 315 East Broadway. It's the most supernatural time of year at Cabin Fever. Celebrating the creepy, kooky, mysterious, and spooky this October. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East in downtown Salt Lake City. Listen up, ghosts and ghouls. They got your macabre books, decorative skulls, and curious oddities for any festive soul. For the trick-or-treater of any age, they got it all. Fill your cauldron with the right ingredients for all the wizards and witches at your secret gathering this season. Whether it be Eye of Newt Martinis or Scale of Dragon Daiquiris, their drinking section will help you configure the finer details of potion making. Planning an excellent costume but not a fan of the messy Halloween makeup? No problem. Nylon masks in the style of classic monsters. Huge masks. Breathable, spooky for quick go-to costumes. For the kids, be sure to check out the spooky retro candy section filled with treats that you remember from when you were younger. In addition, Cabin Fever has toys, lunchboxes, buttons, books, and as always, rubber duckies. Happy haunting from your friends at Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square since 1982. Leave it to fever to feed your imagination. Good communication is key to a healthy relationship, especially when it comes to sex. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique is your trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. Go see them at 595 South State in Clearfield and tell them Geek Show says hey, and you'll receive special discounts. Open seven days a week. Broken news, welcome to it. And uh, we'll get back to the episode Biscuit Wheels coming Ready up. Train with biscuit Wheels! Yeah, coming up in just a moment. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered. I didn't uh, remember. I couldn't remember either. Uh, joining me for Broken News is, of course, uh, Shannon Barnson. And Rebecca Frost. So, well, and uh, can I just give a warning about the rest of the episode? Yeah, gets a, gets a little dark at the end. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. It's okay. So, no, I I agree. Well, I mean, if if it's uh, if it's a problem for people, full, just full of love, you know, maybe yeah. toss out a trigger warning or something. Trigger yeah, warning. Just, just uh, press pause and and walk away from the episode. Yeah. You know, if if that sort of thing is. Uh, I get asked a question. Yeah. It's it's a letter. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, that's on the way. Stand by. Um, so it's all about Joker. Boy, this right is some now. crazy shit. Now I'm picturing all about Eve, but all about Joker. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm this just... is, can I just say, so I haven't seen it yet. Okay. But all the shit I see, like on news sites and on Facebook, mm-hmm. about like the crazy like security and stuff that's mm-hmm. been going on. 
Like there's, I saw one had a, um, a policy that single people cannot walk into the movie. They had to be with a person. Well, I won't lie to you. Huh? When I saw Joker, I was by myself. Uh-huh. And there was a guy who came in late wearing an awful lot of coat. Yeah. Uh, no. And, and he bald head yeah. and sat down in front of me. And I'm like, uh-oh. Yikes. I'm going to well, keep an eye on that. I guess <laughs> one guy got kicked out of a theater, I think, in California. Yeah. Because he was laughing and applauding at all the violent parts. And it freaked people out, so they kicked him out. I mean, I was doing that at John Wick 3. Right. <laughs> um, and then, like, people... I read one of my Facebook friends from another state mm-hmm. got their bag checked. Oh, yeah. Some, yeah. some theaters were checking bags. Some theaters were not letting... Um, costumes. Uh, I think makeup. most people were saying, "Don't let you can't come in and yeah." Costumes. Uh, I didn't hear about the single people one though. That was yeah. interesting. I saw I saw this tweet that actually like summed up my thoughts really well. Like I was like, "Oh, that's a very good point." Yeah. The media will not stop about talking about this mm-hmm. until they get the mass shooting they want. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and then I think it was the ArcLight Theater. <laughs> oh, uh, the one that says we're going to turn away. Anyone anyway, who looks like, like they haven't had sex. Like they haven't ever fucked a girl. <laughs> well, I like the Alamo Draft House statement that they put out. Uh, and it was just basically, um, you know, this, this, and it was a warning to, to parents. They said, we're, we're going to strictly enforce the age, age restrictions on this. And uh, another thing you need to know is Batman is not in the movie and your kids won't like it, yeah. was mm-hmm. the statement. And I went, perfect, perfect. Right. Because that is something that you do need to know about this movie. Batman is not in it, and it is not for kids, and your kids won't like it. Because there's a lot of talking. But there's clowns. <laughs> but here's the thing that everyone is talking about, and that's the box office. This thing broke records all over well, the fucking they place. They did masterful promotion on this. Uh, here it is. Um, it's setting a new high for the month of October. Warner Brothers uh, film... Uh, raked in 93.5 million domestically Jeez. and 140.5 mil overseas for the combination uh, opening weekend 234 mil. I wonder if more people saw it overseas because gun control is not a problem. Um, I've got some overseas numbers and it did extremely well overseas. I don't know if it was a gun control thing. Now keep in mind this is without China. The movie is probably not going to play in China. Probably it's not. unknown at this time. Um, it, it, and it was interesting because I went on Friday at 11-ish and there was no extra security at the place that I went to. But then I just I just got back from a movie. That's why we started a little late. Uh, I just got back from, uh, it was a concert film, Roger Waters, Us and Them. And there were two cops at hmm. the theater that I went to. Huh. So I thought that was interesting. All right. Uh, some cinemas, uh, AMC, Alamo, Drafthouse, warn parents that it's not your ordinary superhero movie. Biggest October domestic opening of all time. The previous best was Venom. Huh. Hmm. Launched on the same weekend, 2018, 80.3 mil. Uh, and that's probably, you know, they're guessing that's why Warner Brothers picked this date for Joker. Uh, biggest October international opening of all time. Venom was the previous champ at 127.2 mil. Joker exceeded that, uh, including scoring a top bow of all time for a Warner's pick in South Korea, 16.3 mil. Fourth best weekend opening for an R-rated film. Topping the list was Deadpool, followed by Deadpool 2, then Joker, 
Then after that, it's Matrix Reloaded and It Chapter 2. So it, it broke... It broke box office records. It it's already made its money back uh, for the yeah. It only costs like fifty mil to make. Yeah, and it's uh, it's the biggest opening for Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Ever in a movie he's ever been in. Wow. He's not he's not really a blockbuster guy. <clears throat> no. And uh, it's funny because uh, I don't think he was really prepared for this. I don't think he saw this or imagined this sort of thing happening. I don't think so. But let's talk about the movie. A little bit. I don't want to spoil it. Um, I felt much like you did afterward, which was, I liked it? Yeah. Question mark? <laughs> yeah, credit starts rolling. I'm like, I really hate to say it, but I really liked it. I liked it. this movie. That's yeah. When it, the end pops up there and I went, this was really good. <laughs> And I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> Made you feel bad inside? Well, I decided that if I was writing the slug line for the poster, I would write the feel bad movie of the year and then put my name underneath that. Um, it's not a happy movie. Nope. And um, and I wish I could talk about it. Yeah. I just <laughs> I wish I could yeah. talk about it here on this podcast yeah. with people who have not seen it. I wish, like, mm, I keep saying this thing and it i feel like it sounds so pretentious so i'm like i'm gonna say a pretentious thing it is a movie worthy of future like character and film study yes because it i think it was very thoughtfully made Mm -hmm. i there's a ton of like layers that opens up the possibility for a ton of different discussions not just around violence but like the dangers of going viral the wonders of what confidence can do for a person like just kind of like a ton of random stuff like that and uh, yeah, I don't. And but the, I don't know if Todd Phillips intentionally did that, or if he just wrote this movie, made this movie, and it just happens to have all these things. I wonder if he saw, he watched Taxi Driver, mm-hmm. he watched King of Comedy, mm-hmm. and maybe a couple of other movies like that from the seventies, and says, "I want to make a movie like that," and he wrote it. And then he realized he's not going to get it made unless there's something happening. And so he yeah. turned it into a Joker movie because... Yeah, there's no real plot to this movie. I mean, other than this man's decline. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, like, X has to happen before the yeah. bank explodes. Yeah, there's, exactly. It's just this guy, you follow this guy through this particular time in his life. That is shitty. That is shitty. He's trying real hard, but there's nobody around to tell him maybe he shouldn't be doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nobody around to help him, mm-hmm. uh, even if he could do the things that he wants to do. Um, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. Do not feel sorry for this man. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most important <laughs> yeah. thing I can tell it's you. Kind of, it's is a piece of shit, right? You always, yeah. Rem- yeah. always remember this. When you're watching this movie, if you haven't seen this movie yet, remember, he is not to be... He is not the hero. He is the bad guy. This is a movie where the bad guy is the lead. He is not to be emulated. Do not do like he do. That's the most important thing. He makes all the wrong choices. Uh, and again, I wish I could talk more yeah, about it. There's because... like a specific thing I'd want to mention, but I don't want to like delve into too much like plot detail. So I'm not gonna. That's, and we'll, we'll talk when the mics are off. Um, <laughs> because I will say this, uh, give the man an Oscar nomination. 
Like, yeah, so credits started to roll. I was like, man, I really hate to say that I like this movie. Is it eight minutes standing ovation worthy? Not unless Joaquin Phoenix was there in the front row. Yeah. But right. like, uh, as for just the movie itself, don't give it eight minutes standing ovation. Unless Joaquin Phoenix is there, then I can see like, oh yeah, like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. You crushed it. Oh, he he was amazing in this. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. He was amazing in yeah. this. Yeah. And he's I've he's never, a great actor. And I've never been a fan. You know? <clears throat> I've always liked him. I've always had the biggest crush on him. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I loved, uh, what was it? Her? Her, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Fucking um, amazing. I mean, I can honestly see him winning in, an Oscar for this. I really honestly, oh, yeah. I can see that world. And how weird would that be that, mm-hmm. that, that two people who have played the Joker, Joker win win. the Oscars? <laughs> Somebody's uh, our president's an evil clown, and then our <laughs> best actor is going to be an evil clown. Yeah. So I would say, I can't say it's a movie for everybody. Definitely not. Um, it's not a, I wouldn't even call it a comic book movie. Oh, no, I not mean, at all. Even though the tropes are there, uh, you know, it, even though it's it's the Joker and Thomas Wayne and... and uh, I feel like it's, the studio Gotham. shoehorned some comic book stuff in there. Yeah. And to make you go, hey, remember, this is a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, yeah, like like you said, I think maybe he just wrote this movie and was like, something has to be, like, there has to be a selling point to this movie. Yeah, how do I get this movie made? Yeah. How do I do this movie about this uh, flawed character who, you know, because in the 70s, they used to make movies like this all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the guy was not, he was the bad guy, but he was, in fact, the star of the movie. But do not be like him. He makes all these bad decisions and gets comeuppance at the end. And we watch his decline. And they stop making those kinds of movies. Maybe yeah. they still do, but I'm just not aware of them. But uh, this is very much in that vein. This is very much uh, Taxi Driver. This is very much uh, Rupert Pupkin, King of Comedy. Um, which is interesting that De Niro is yeah. in this. It does. It makes me kind of excited to see Birds of Prey because, and I had this thought during Joker, how fun it is. Like, this is how great it is to see a movie with a comic book movie that's not specifically tied to an, a universe. And exactly. Like, like trying to be forced into a universe. Mm-hmm. Birds of Prey, I can see trying to be forced into some kind of mm-hmm. Suicide Squad universe, but yeah. like it does, it's so refreshing to see something that's not like part of a bigger yeah. picture. I mean, I'm not seeing a sequel. Oh yeah. No. I'm not seeing him play this character again. Yeah. No. Honestly, Mm-mm. it just ends. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. That That's your book. Go home. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So I would, again, it's not for everybody. Me personally, I'm not comfortable saying four stars. I'm going to go three, three and a half. I gave it four just because I don't just hand <coughs> out five stars. What did I hand out a five star to? I'm just, I'm doing the four star from, that's the way Jeff used to do them. Oh. But if you're a five star, then yeah. Well, so I, yeah, out of five stars, I give it a four star um, just because uh, I, up until one specific scene, I was given it a hundred percent. Until one specific scene, and Carrie knows what I'm talking about. Oh, we th- I, I, I sort of hoped I mansplained it a little to you why it had I mean, to be there. You know, it kind of had to be there. It didn't. It really didn't. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll talk later. <sighs> anyway, speaking of Scorsese. He was also the topic of a lot of conversation this weekend. <laughs> this guy, right? I'm so sick of this shit. Here's what he said. Martin Scorsese told uh, Empire Magazine regarding superhero movies. Specifically, they were talking about the Marvel films. I don't see them. I tried, you know. 
but it's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well-made as they are, with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, is a theme park. It isn't cinema of humans trying to convey emotion, psychological experiences to another human being. Fucking... Now, a lot of (laughs) people... A lot of people... And it's funny because I found all of the filmmakers and actors who immediately said, hey, come on. Sorry, just because it doesn't take place in Boston. (laughs) It's funny that the majority of the people who said, hey, come on, Marty, pointed to the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, specifically said, look at what James Gunn did. They said, here's, here's, well, here's what James Gunn said. Uh, Martin Scorsese is one of my five favorite living filmmakers. I was outraged when people picketed The Last Temptation of Christ without having seen the film. I'm saddened that he's now judging my films the same way. And I'm not saying religious zealotry is the same as not liking my movies or in the same category. What I'm saying is I'm not fond of people judging things without actually seeing them, whether it's a movie about Jesus or a genre. Joss Whedon stepped up. Oh, I, of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> I first think of, and he led with, I first think of James Gunn, how his heart and guts are packed into Guardians of the Galaxy. I revere Marty, and I do see his point, but, well, there's a reason why I'm always angry. Karen Gillan, actress, stepped up. I would absolutely say that Marvel movies are cinema. Cinema is storytelling with visuals. There's so much heart and soul, and it's James Soul in there. He injects so much of his own personality, his sense of humor, and that's a very big representation of who he is as a person, and therefore it's very cinematic. He's an artist. That argument is what I would use, because Martin Scorsese does the same thing Mm -hmm. with his movies. Mm -hmm. He's doing the same thing. Yeah, his are on the streets of Boston or in New York. Mm -hmm. and James Gunn's are in outer space with a raccoon. Right. And and it, like, maybe (laughs) two more explosions. Yeah. Uh, I think that you both do the same thing, Marty. Um, Toss out the response I give to a lot of people like that. You think you're better than me? Yeah. (laughs) uh, I got breaking news. What's that? Raise raise your glass. Oh, really? Ladies and gentlemen, Hmm? rest in peace. Comedian... Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor! Rip Taylor died at 84. Today. Oh! And Rebecca's not sure who Rip Taylor is. Shut up. You don't know that I'm Googling. Mm-hmm. He was... Once uh, I see him... My favorite thing he ever did, this is the first thing they set up here, was the $1.98 beauty show. Yes! <laughs> he was the host. Yeah! He was the host of the $1.98 beauty show. Which okay, they should, yes, I see who this... Yeah, which they should bring is. back. Yeah. And remember the last things he did? He was out in the, all the first three Jackass movies. <laughs> if people right. don't know who he is, he's this he's this flamboyant, flamboyant, obviously gay comedian. Yeah, with a mustache and a bad toupee, and would walk around with a paper bag full of confetti <laughs> and just throw confetti everywhere he went. And he would he would he would come out on stage throwing confetti, yelling and screaming, yeah. and then he'd go uh, when he wasn't getting laughs. He would he would fall to this line. When in doubt, lift the hair. And he'd pull his toupee back. <laughs> when in doubt, lift the hair. Whee! Like that. So, Rip yeah. Taylor. Oh, that's nice. Anyway. All right. Uh, on to some more uh, news, and then we'll get back to the episode. Um, turns out Tom Holland is the hero that we need. Yeah? Well, you know this whole Sony Disney Marvel thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the guy. 
He's got me. He's the one. He got mom and dad in the room? He you got, think he threw a temper tantrum? He got, yeah, he got mom and dad in the room. He got Sony Film Chairman Tim Rothman's phone number. And, of course, he had Bob Iger's number right. and all those other people's numbers. But he got his number and just basically called him up one day and says, you got, you got a few minutes? Here's why you guys need to make up. Yeah. And he did the same with Iger and Feige and all. He made phone calls. He spent a weekend after D23 and made phone calls to everybody. And I guess when Tom Holland calls you, you take your yeah. phone number. Mm-hmm. You, you, you take the call. Uh, he, he, he told everyone, here's why you need to make up. He also kind of flexed his muscle a little bit because Sony is really trying to get this Uncharted movie off the ground and he's starring in it. Uh, so he kind of used that a little bit. But he's the one who called everyone and said, let's, <laughs> let's do it. And they said, okay, we'll agree. We'll do one. Ooh. Spidey can appear in a Marvel film. One. And then we'll see. So it's not like after this next Spider-Man movie, it will go to Sony. It's a let's see. Well, you see what uh, Loki's trying to do, right? What's his name? Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. No. He is actively like begging Disney to re- resurrect Daredevil. With, really? With what's-his-face. Matt with, Murdock. Uh, with, with Charlie oh. Cox? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt Murdock. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I, I've I read that not, several places. I had not yeah. seen that. Yeah. Oh. Well, good for him. Because I fucking love that he series. He was perfect. Well, he, that, was, he was Daredevil. Well, yeah. those, three ep- those three seasons are just... You know, people say, "What?" Well, you know, Perfect. I see you're reading Daredevil. Uh, I would just say, watch those shows. Yeah. That's what it's like to read Daredevil comics right. because that's that's what you got there. Oh, well, that's good. Enough. I read some comics. You read comics? You read yeah. a book? Uh, I read J.J. Uh, Abrams and his son. Oh, the Spider-Man one. Yeah. Did you read that? No. It's really fucking good. Now, it's like in an alternate universe kind of a thingy. Uh-huh. Yeah. It actually tells more of the story of MJ and his son. Oh, okay. So I would highly suggest it. Great art. Because um, the plot is kind of, it's like in some alternate universe where they did have a son and they're divorced now. No. Or something. Something terrible happened. Oh, oh, that's right. I, I knew there was a reason <laughs> that they weren't together. Yeah. And the little boy ends up, uh, his name's Ben, of course. Of course. Uh, ends up living with Aunt May. It's kind of the retelling of the Spider-Man story. Really? Yeah, it's, I think you'd like it, Carrie. I'll have to pick it Aunt up. Aunt May got to raise another goddamn spider boy? <laughs> She's like, God damn! <laughs> Can uh, I go out? And I read the first issue of House of X, the new Hickman House reboot. of X is good. Holy shit! I've only read shit. the first issue, because I don't have the remembrance power to pick up the other issues. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it's good. Oh, God, I'm, I'm in. Now, it's very Hickman-y. I was going to say, because when Hickman was writing The Avengers, it was like math homework. Um, it's, there's whole pages of prose. Yeah, it it is like lengthy. Yeah, because Hickman uh, Hickman was taking you on a scientific and mathematical journey. You know, I just like it because so House of X, and then what's the other Powers one? Powers of X. Powers of X. I haven't read that one, but House of X like it focuses on all the people who are they living on Krakoa or whatever it's Krak- yeah Krakoa Krakoa the, the living island. You know, yeah, and and it's like it just makes sense. Mutants are like, why are we letting them treat us like shit? We got our well, own place. We got our own, and we got fucking superpowers. And um, well, it's and, really like, interesting. They're like, yeah, we'll let you check it out. Or like, uh, oh, what's the like ultimatum that they give them? Like, here's, oh, because of this place, we have 
cures for cancer. We have cures for memory loss or, or like, like Alzheimer's. Brain, any brain disease. Brain disease. Um, they've got these like three specific medications that will benefit the world greatly uh, if these fucking human leaders can agree. Leave us alone mm-hmm. and use our use this for good. And the and then recognize us as our own. State. Yeah, our own our own state, our own country, and the yeah. ambassadors that are there, are like yes, but how can we use this for war? Mm-hmm. And so Magneto's like, mm, no, no, no. Yeah, so it's like Wakanda times ten, kind of. Yeah, it's it was really good, wow. really well done. The okay. art's fantastic. Well, maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, I got to pick up the rest of that. I've, n- I've never been uh, an X Men. Uh, reader that much, but I have. Uh, I, but it was uh, really good. So yeah. like I, yeah, I'm not an X Men reader, but I picked this up because of all the hullabaloo around it, and right. I was like, oh, I can that was me too, and I and I like, you know, I like uh, the professor, <laughs> whatever. I don't like Professor's helmet. No, I'm talking about the guy that wrote the book. Uh, oh, uh, Hickman, yeah. I don't like it's, Professor X's like helmet. his big metal helmet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's Cerebro. I think he's just got it on all the time. Well, now. like, and like, does that help him walk or something? I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'll Let us know. It, I'll pick it up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, there is an... I know how much you love Arrow. Yeah. The show. <laughs> I might watch the final season because... I think you should. This fucking crisis thing is just oh, this, this crazy. This crossover is insane. Did you see the photos? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I mean, they're bringing everybody in. Yeah. Except Michael Rosenbaum. No! Why? He is not coming. He's the best... What do you Lex. care? What do you care? Well, I liked Lex. I wish there was a Lex <laughs> Luthor show starring Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, here's what he posted on his, I think it was his uh, Instagram or something. Yeah, he's like pretty big on Instagram yeah. or something. Yeah, he says, I'll be straight up about this. WB called my agents Friday afternoon when I was in Florida visiting my grandfather in a nursing home. Their offer, no script, no idea what I'm doing, no idea when I'm shooting, and basically no money. And the real kick in the ass, we have to know now. My simple answer was pass. I think you can understand why. Yeah. I don't understand why, though. He felt insulted. He felt insulted, I guess. Sure. Although, if you listen to his podcast, he really should do it. He's got a podcast? He's a terrible interviewer. Oh. (laughs) He's the worst. I had to stop listening. Batwoman premieres tonight. Uh, As you hear this, yes. Uh, I read that it's uh, Gay Arrow. Gay Arrow? I read, Garo. A, I read a description that it just describes it as gay arrow. <laughs> Garo. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, anyway, the Arrow uh, spinoff in the works at the CW is uh, center on its female characters. So you've got um, Mia Smoke, who is Arrow and Felicity's daughter from the future. Ah, oh, Jesus <laughs> Um, Can you hand me a smoke? Oh, uh, and uh, the Canaries, Katie Cassidy's Laurel Lance and Juliana Harkavay's Diana Drake. Uh, its potential series airs a backdoor pilot to Arrow's 10-episode final season, which will begin in October uh, here very soon. Uh, so they're, uh, they're working on that. They, they think it, they'll probably put together a pilot and see what happens, would be my guess. All right, so there's that. Yeah. Finally, this. <laughs> Finally, this. Sesame Workshop. Sesame Street. Which controls Sesame Street. Has just signed a five-year deal with the, uh, the Warner Brothers uh, streaming service, huh. HBO Plus. 
It will kick in after its current deal with uh, Solo HBO. The deal includes five new 35-episode seasons of Sesame Street, several annual specials, a live-action late-night talk show hosted by Elmo. Oh, my God. Kill me, please. A new season of the animated show Esme and Roy, two new animated Sesame Street spinoffs, a docuseries, and the entire library of back episodes of Sesame Street. Holy moly. Which numbers almost 5,000. You know what, though? Kind of cool that this original not-for-profit TV show made to educate children of the masses uh, is now only available yeah. on streaming. Yeah. Where you must well, pay. I'd point you in the direction of why those things happen, but, you know. But I don't, don't they... I they, don't want to get political. They get, they get first run on HBO, and then they... Then they... They send them over to PBS. They send oh, do them they? to PBS. Uh-huh. Yeah, they run on HBO for a bit, and then they send them to PBS. Because I think See, that I did not know. Uh, so that's going to start in the spring of 2020 with the 51st season of Sesame Street. Mm. 5,000 episodes, huh? Yeah, so you can go back and watch all the old ones. Like, yeah, you can watch Mr. Hooper's death. Oh, Jesus. I, was so, I fucking remember that. I remember. I, I was done watching Sesame Street, and I tuned in to watch Big Bird process Mr. Mr. Hooper's Mr. Death. Mr. Looper is dead. Yeah. I feel like on Twitter, like Snuffleupagus was like trending this week, and it like I just kept seeing the clip of the humans finally seeing Snuffleupagus yeah. for the first time in horror. Does that happen? Yeah, that happened. That yeah. happened a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Everybody can see him now. Okay. How? How are we? How? Hmm? We huh? haven't talked about that goddamn Picard trailer. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Whoo! It's, uh, just a debut at uh, New York Comic Con this yeah. weekend. Uh, along with a Discovery uh, Season 3 And trailer. that looked fucking amazing, too. But the Picard trailer, it's... I got chills. Doesn't he call the dog number one? Uh-huh. He does. Oh. He's like laying in bed, and, and the dog comes up, and is like licking him. He says, I'm okay, number one. Oh, my God. <laughs> but there's, there's a great bit where you see this larger, older man leaning over a kitchen sink. He's doing dishes or something. And, and you hear a kid in the, in the back. Dad! 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 And, the, and he yells... Stop, Stop yelling. yelling! And it's obviously Riker. And it's oh, yeah. it turns out to be Riker. Stop yelling! Oh, but Dad, it's John Luke Picard. Picard. Oh. And it's like you know, he comes to see Troy and it, Riker and it, their family, yeah. and, and everyone it, in the future apparently lives in cabins in the woods. Well, sure, but, I would. Um, but, <laughs> I would. <laughs> but like, um, I just like it. They're sitting on that dock, mm-hmm. and and Riker's kind of got his arm around uh, Picard, mm-hmm. right? And he's got this big gray beard. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, it's 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 uh, Frakes today. Yeah. It's, you know, there was no makeup. Right. There was. And he goes, and um, what does Picard say? He goes, "Thank you for trying not to, not trying to talk me out of this." And he goes, oh, "I knew there was no point to it." And then <laughs> Picard just kind of pats his hand, like, and I was just like, Old "I got friend. chills." And mm-hmm. oh, I can't. This thing looks amazing. But you got uh, Mr. Data back. You got Seven of Nine back. Yeah. Um. It's uh, when, when, it's it looked be like cool. almost like a bunch of bald datas. There was, um, but uh, at Comic Con the panel, one of the things that they did say was that this stems, and this is going to be hard to wrap your head around because we kept getting told that they were different universes. But remember, it was the explosion of Romulus that set the different universes into into motion. Yeah, um, it does. And this is JJ's 2009 Star Trek I'm talking about. It springs from those events. So it's like we're, we got our different timelines going. You got the JJ, the uh-huh. Kelvin universe, but then you got this one. The Prime. 
the prime. So this is hmm. this is from that event okay. when Romulus blows up okay. in JJ's movie. <laughs> Wrap your head around that okay. a little bit, but uh, do some stretching and be ready early January, mid January. It looks so good. It, yeah. yeah, I can't wait. Looking really good. Anything else before we get back I to biscuit got wheels? Something else. Jesus, Shannon. Uh, I decided to watch um, the animated Justice League versus the Fail Five. Um, just came out this year. It's I watched it on the CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. Um, made for adults. It's got swearsies and it's really kind of violent, but it's got it's the animated style of the Justice League. Oh yeah, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And, yeah. Um, but so this team is made up of it's Martian, Miss Martian, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Mister Terrific, okay, and um, the female. They call her Limelight. She's a Green Lantern. Oh, but what's, okay. and, and it's got um, Starboy in it from the uh, Legion of Superheroes. Okay. And the reason I watch it is because um, Starboy is a paranoid schizophrenic. Mm. And um, that Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz, I think, watched her friends get murdered in front of her before she was a Green Lantern. She's got mental issues. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a really... It treated that subject so well like um mental issues and it was just good so hmm. um if you got the dc app watch it okay it's free all right thank you and, and uh yeah, yeah. yeah we good i got more you got what i know i don't uh, i just want to say thanks again for all the books oh it's yeah. been amazing oh, i saw um, you got like you put out one request for ms marvel and then they sold like you got yeah, all of them boom right <laughs> um some of my, uh, I have this uh, Muslim girl. She was, she's from Africa. Where's the hijab and mm-hmm. everything? The whole thing. And I bought some books specifically for her. And there was just this moment. I'm trying not to cry. Mm. Oh my she, god! She no. looks at the cover of one of this, one of the books, mm-hmm. and she goes, "Mr. B, she looks like me." No, my god! Oh. And I go, "Yeah, I bought this one for you." She goes, "She's so beautiful." Oh my and god! And she goes, "I've never seen myself on a book." No, oh my god! Right? And I'm just like. So thank you for that. Oh my god, um, that's so cute. Remember that, you yeah. assholes. Right. Representation. Yeah. It's um, important. And uh they are begging to read. Um I've still got a few more awesome books. Um and then we're gonna wrap up for this year. Mm-hmm. Um but thank you. You don't realize what a cool thing it is. If you have my if if you're my friend on Facebook, <clears throat> go to my profile. I took a picture of them holding their favorite book, and uh you'll get to see the little lives you've impacted so thanks again that's nice all right uh, we'll take a break we'll be back and get to to the rest of the episode biscuit wheels after a few messages please to enjoy well let's see what's happening at dr volt's comic connection in the month of october dawn of x a new day is dawning for the x-men jonathan hickman continues his bold new take on marvel's mutants with x-men number one and new mutants number one The X-Men have always struggled to find their place in a world that hated and feared them. And after the events of House and Powers of X, humanity's worst fears seem justified. Will this spell the end for the fledgling mutant nation? Find out in the six new X-Men titles. Also, the mighty Utah is back. Kickstarter number two, everyone's favorite fry sauce eating superpower do-gooder, the mighty Utah is back with an all-new adventure. The mighty Utah faces an unexpected challenge when he tries to join the Salt City Strangers. Welcome to the Strangers, Utah. Hope we survive the experience. Featuring fabulous cover artwork by Philip Savy, who did Triage and Tomb Raider. 
live on Kickstarter now. Dr. Volts is open seven days a week. Your hold or pull service is free. And with that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volts Comic Connection. Boostique is your local wine and cocktail accessory emporium featuring geek-appropriate barware with your favorite Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, DC Comics, and Doctor Who mixology essentials. You'll appreciate the Stormtrooper decanter, Chewbacca can cozies, Captain America pint glasses, and Harley Quinn bottle openers. You'll also discover traditional wine, beer, and cocktail accessories for entertaining. Mention Geek Show to receive discounts. See store for details. Boostique is located at 315 East Broadway. Good communication is key to a healthy relationship, especially when it comes to sex. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident, sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique is your trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. Go see them at 595 South State in Clearfield and tell them Geek Show says hey, and you'll receive special discounts. Open seven days a week. And we're back. Okay, You guys are so lucky. Out there in TV land. <laughs> Why? Because we're back. Oh. In TV land? Yeah, we're television you show mean, now. You mean cubicle land? Yeah, cubicle yeah. land. <laughs> That's what you mean. Ear land? Eat your overnight oats, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the refrigerated still cut um, oats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night. Uh-huh. Karen, you did a really good job with those. Good choice. Good choice. Really makes your shit stick together. Your ratio of steel cut oat to um, almond milk mm-hmm. was actually pretty well done. Right. And you just filled it for the right you amount of time. You're going to have a satisfying fucking dump at noon, mm-hmm. Karen. All right. It always just goes back to shit with you, doesn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> look at my fucking life, pal. He's the shit man. <laughs> he, is, he is the amazing sewer boy. And in, uh, I... <laughs> in, in Germany, <laughs> I would get a job for you. It'd be the Scheiße Kaiser. Well, great. Oh Carrie just yeah. totally fucking mysterioed me. Yeah, he did. I did, didn't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> Now oh, my family's in danger. Oh, wait, they're dead. It's cool. Go ahead. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, but now we know Somebody's going to come steal their urns. <laughs> we'll I get you now, sewer boy. I'm like, oh, good. More shelf space. I'll get my revenge on the sewer boy. I'll steal his, his family. family. <laughs> That's cool. I got some shelf yeah, space now. Now I can put but, some more Hulk shit up Yeah, here. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go. This, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that Tony is not here, and, and I'm, I'm incapable of the letters jingle. I, I don't have it. Oh, I was just about to ask if this is Mountain Dew so news. After all those years of giving him shit? Well, it's his job. Letters. I'll do it. I could do it live. Would you? Do you want me to do a new version? Sure. Yeah. Do it. Do it live. Yeah. Like what kind? What Sorry. Kind? Uh, country, death metal. <laughs> Give me a want? country one. Letters. Sometimes we get letters. And then we answer them. Yeah. That wait! Was, for, I can't wait for the remix. That was so good. Yeah, wait okay. for the remix. Old Town Road. All right. So this is from uh, this is from Erica. This is the one I was telling you about earlier. All right. Uh, I went. Uh, I want to begin by saying thank you for what you're doing, for what you have been doing for over a decade. You are so welcome and lucky. I've been listening the last eight years. Twenty percent of our lives. Yeah. Never took the opportunity to do more than lurk in your listener pool, devotedly wow. keeping track geekdom through your collective expert guidance. Uh, but I've also uh, commiserated and cried through every rough patch, setback, and loss each of you suffered. Uh, I am uh, beyond sorry for your loss. It's clear to me that the reason that you have such a devoted listener family is due not only to your geek cred, 
but maybe in larger part the way you openly, honestly, and bravely share who you are with your audience. Sewer boy. We what? see. <laughs> God damn it! We, we see you. Uh, what good humans you are, and that's what brings us back week after week, year after year. Well, and it, I'll just say, but we don't share the, like the really shitty parts of ourselves. Yeah, we, you don't know yeah, all of fuck. <laughs> you want to get dark? I'll get dark. <laughs> Calm it down, Sizzler. People ask me all the time, you know, between the radio show and the podcast, this is, uh, isn't it weird that everybody knows everything about you? And I said, no, no, no. You only know what I want you to know. <laughs> exactly. Remember that. Only what I want you to know. All right, uh, let's see. I wrote today uh, just to say how much I love you, but to talk about Galaxy's Edge. I've been listening to your discussions and much of the online griping. I'm a store designer for a big box retailer. Think Minneapolis company that's just announced a Disney partnership and had the chance to hear Chris Beatty, the lead Imagineer, share how they created the park. As a designer, it was amazing to hear how they embraced one foundational goal for the park and anchored it, all of their design to it. Uh, Knowing the... uh, Knowing the dis-er purpose, it must be a typo, is to, oh, designer purpose is to design worlds where guests make memories. They wanted to create a Star Wars world that was broad enough for guests to make their own stories and identities in that world. He talked about considering one of the known planets, because they were thinking about it, pointed to how limiting it might be as far as the experience and the story was to go. If If it were Tatooine, it would be Luke's story and Mos Eisley Cantina, but would rule out so much of the rest of the Star Wars universe. Well, that makes sense. By creating a lesser-known world where the Republic and Rebels might both exist, it allows guests to be whoever they want. To be in a Star Wars movie. To be in a Star Wars movie. To become their own characters in a bigger story. Uh, His other goal was to create something immersive and authentic, which translates down to the texture of the buildings, the presentation of the food vendors, the choice of uh, toys and souvenirs, the toys for sale aren't on blister packs with Star Wars across the front. They're meant to be unique offerings to the park that look like the kind of toys that might be sold someplace like this, the Black Spire Outpost world. Uh, you'll see more unique presentations of known characters. Uh, I found his presentation, find his presentation if you can. Maybe it's on YouTube. I haven't uh, looked yet. I only heard an hour of it. I wish I could share the video from the presentation, but I can't share it outside network. Uh, it explains much of the thought and intention behind the experience. I really appreciated their thought and attention to, to detail, but I can see how people might be upset if they were looking for a more straightforward and traditional experience, or if they had had a specific Star Wars location in mind as their park, which was what our question was. And uh, now I know uh, that I started saving up for a family trip. Anyway, thanks again to each of you for your years of devoted service. And Rebecca, I'm loving your addition to the panel. Oh, thank you, Erica. Especially as a fellow Captain Marvel fan. Oh, uh, love yeah. you all. Please keep it up, Erica. So That, that makes so much fucking yeah. sense to me. It yeah. really does. Because yeah. we, were, we were talking about they should have done Moss Eisley. Yeah. But I now I hear that. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like a Knights of the Old Republic. Like, you can build because, it how you want. Yeah. You know, in theory, the world will still be around in 15, 20 years. Yeah. Oh, will it? In theory. In theory. And, and then, like, future generations can go there, and it's not tied to any specific movie. Yeah. yeah. It's just Star Wars, right? That's smart. Yeah. Now that it's explained to me like that, I'm like, I get it now. And uh, let's also keep in mind that it may show up in things. Well, it has been in comic books. It's been in comic books. I wouldn't be surprised if it, not necessarily the next movie, but you've got that Mandalorian show, and ah. that, that is in the Outer Rim, and Batu is also an Outer Rim planet. So, 
I was reading somewhere that The Mandalorian does kind of set up like the next movie. Uh, the Mandalorian, yeah, The Mandalorian's kind of tripping me out because I can't seven, seven years after Return of the Jedi and you're dealing with uh, warring factions of what's left of the Empire. And so, yeah, you'll have a lot of the trappings of the original trilogy, but it's also, you know, a good third of the way on the way to the, the era of the Resistance. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of, of foundation building mm-hmm. going on there. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see characters like uh, Hux's dad, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, who was a, a major mover and shaker in the Empire. He was the one that, that created the you know, the, the brainwashing stormtrooper program that they're using in the first order. And yeah, you can see a lot of that stuff actually going on, depending on how long the show goes. You know? <laughs> yeah. So well, it's two seasons for sure. Yep. Yeah. Was, some of my siblings recently went to, to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you yeah. were, you were tweeting about, yeah. Your they would just hang out in star Wars land in, in whatever it's at galaxy's edge, galaxy's edge, bro. But they would just go hang out there because everything was so to see and do. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I got like the holo- authentic, right? They, yeah, and they bought the holocron for me. It comes in just like a little bag. Mm-hmm. It's not blister Wait, packed or anything. How come you haven't shown that to me? I keep forgetting. <laughs> he doesn't want you to steal it. Now, d- did it might you corrupt you? Did you do the? Did they? Did they get you some of the? No crystals. So I'm, that they I'm going to have to go to get some. So that they would talk. Yeah, because it, it says one thing. Yeah. right now. Oh, right it says, now. Buy me a crystal. <laughs> <laughs> go to the store. Buy a crystal. <laughs> But you have Buy to agree to all these terms first. <laughs> it, it basically says, but when you sleep, you will see many adventures, and I will be there. The, the first time mm. it talked to Pushing me, in your uh, I didn't expect it to. It just randomly did it. Uh-huh. You didn't do anything? It just did well, it? Well, later I realized you push, put your hand in these two spots, and it'll trigger it. But uh-huh. I, did, I didn't know that at the time. Did it spook you, about? Oh, it spooked the crap out of <laughs> me. It, what did it say? Stop we masturbating it. I know oh, you your got a deepest secrets egg. Yeah. They got you a Sith holocron? Yeah. Oh, that's well, look what it. at All right. You tell me this motherfucker ain't a Sith? Jesus oh, he's Christ. a Jedi. Yeah. He's a Jedi. He's fucking Jedi. He is Jedi. But yeah, I got I've got to go and get some crystals of my own. So. Yeah, all right. Uh you go to Sedona. And I'm looking forward to it. One more letter. This is from uh That <laughs> <laughs> was a thinker. That was a thinker. <laughs> One more letter. This is from uh, Steve. Steve! Esteban! Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> yep, that is the translation. Shannon. What? Shit. Oh, boy. Oh. My letters are and reviews are never good. I noticed lately that during some episodes, you're unusually quiet. Really? I, I have noticed that. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know what he... Is he listening to a different well, show? Are I you did, sure you had the show on? Uh, different show? Okay, well, yeah, go, right, yeah. got an explanation. We just turn off his mic sometimes. I know recently you had mentioned in one of the episodes that you had received some uh, bad news about a medical condition or something. I don't know. But maybe that's take, is, that's what you're dealing with. But I just wanted to make sure that you're okay. I wanted to make sure that you know that I care about you, Steve. Hey, Esteban. Uh, I know I'm a stranger to you. We don't know each other. But if there's anything I can do to help, please know that I am here. Uh, That goes for all of you. Seriously, I'm not dicking around about this. Uh, I'm not a rich man. I'm not a popular man. I don't have all the answers. I'm probably obnoxious. But I care about people. Not all of them, because let's be honest, most of them are assholes. But I definitely care about all of you. I think you're fantastic. (laughs) Shannon's an asshole. Uh, I I am a fucking asshole. I think because of you, the world is a better place. Thanks, Esteban. He's got some more, but do you want to comment? Yeah, what's up, Shannon? Tell me. Uh, I swear to God, people try to make me cry on the show. Um, 
You know, you don't have um, no, to. No, no, I'll do it. Okay. I, it's fine. Um, I more or less wanted to make the joke about you being quiet because... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know past what, though? Three, like, past over, three episodes. Of <laughs> well, over the summer, I think I was pretty uh, quiet and inside. Um, mm-hmm. It was a rough fucking summer. So it started out it's fucking... It's like a Bananarama song. Yeah. It's rough. A- Rough summer. summer. Um, he did get a boo boo on his elbow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I got a boo boo on my elbow, on my head. Um, summer started out great, right? Like I, I got a great new job. Mm-hmm. Went and had a, a great time in Disneyland with Jen and her kids, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and came back. And then a week and a half later, one of the most tragic things. In my tragic life, happened with me and Egg and Carrie. Mm-hmm. Um, can I say it? People don't know. Can I say it? Do you guys feel comfortable with me saying I've it? I've been wanting to say it for months. Okay. Um, I mean, it is a genie and it is a bottle. So you have to decide. I'm not going to go into big, big, big detail. Yeah. Um, me and Egg and Carrie, especially, had been. Um, Jimmy Martin was struggling very hard for like, what do you guys think? A year, year and a half? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, two. Two. Yeah. And um, his, his wife left him and um, he couldn't handle it. And he was drinking too much. Wasn't eating, even though all of his friends were trying to mm-hmm. get him to do so. Well, yeah, in the, in the week before, I was constantly knocking on his door saying, right. let's walk down and get a taco. Yeah, yeah. and um, it just didn't work out. And um, one Sunday, I was at Jen's house, and I said, I feel like I got to go home. And uh, Jimmy lives right next door to me and Egg. And I say lives because he will always live there to me. And uh, I pulled into my driveway. And, and I came home super early. I don't usually come home that early on a Sunday. It was Monday. It was a, it was Monday. a Monday. Oh, because yeah. I was off school. Yeah, because right? yeah, I was yeah. coming home from yeah. work. And uh, Carrie happened to pull in at the same time. And... Totally unplanned. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I was just like, he's like, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm coming to check on Jimmy. I was like, yeah, I was going to go do that too. It's still in my fucking pajamas, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go and knock on the door, no response, which was uh, kind of a normal thing. Yeah, for, f- for months. Yeah. And uh, Carrie uh, goes, should we check and see if the door is open? And I say, yeah. And I wouldn't have checked, honestly, if you hadn't have been there. I don't think I would have tried to open the door. Carrie checks the door and it's open. He goes, I don't feel comfortable walking in there. I go, oh, I fucking do. Right. <laughs> and I blasted that door open. And I walked mm-hmm. in and we and I'm not going to go into great detail, don't, but there was don't. a hor- horrific scene inside the kitchen um, Egg 
ended up coming over because he could hear the ruckus. I was out front with my family. Yeah, that's right. Oh, your that's family right. Your was, family was, was yeah. visiting. Oh, God. And um, we were looking for Jimmy. We saw his shoes. And um, we found him at the bottom of the stairs. And um, he was unresponsive. And um, it was terrible. And, uh, yeah, so that's what happened. So I know this summer, I was, I've been pretty much inside my head. Um, Because, like, one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. I am okay. Mm -hmm. I'm still sad. I think we're all still sad. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we're okay, and things are moving along. And um, thank you for caring. I, I think it needs to be said. I just want to, this is the thing I want to say. Because I know it's been nebulous and whatever. I'm going to state it right now. Jimmy Martin did not commit suicide. No. Okay. And that's what I want everybody to know because I think that's in the, the, the back of a lot of people's mind. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Martin did not take care of himself. No, I mean, he, he drank himself to death. Yes. But it wasn't an intentional premeditated thing. No. no. But the, no. the tragedy of the whole thing is is that some some shit went down and he crawled into a bottle and he did not come out. Yeah. And well, so, and, and not to get into too many details, but my impression was when we found him, it looked to me like he was trying to get help. Get I think, he, get I think yeah. he realized that he was in trouble and was yeah. trying to get up the stairs to, to get help. Right. Well, and that's that's uh, one thing that, that people do need to understand, and maybe we can kind of help people with this. Uh, we, we know that, that Jimmy had a lot of stomach pain for the last mm-hmm. couple of days. Yes. And so he was shotgunning a lot of ibuprofen, yeah. uh, which will actually destroy your stomach lining mm-hmm. along with a lot of alcohol. And yeah. so what ends up happening is, and, and this is most likely what happened to him, is it, it causes a lot of internal bleeding. And uh, so if you do know somebody who is is perhaps drinking too much or is having a lot of stomach discomfort, uh, no ibuprofen. Do not take ibuprofen. Well, there are there are there are painkillers that are not NSAID available. Go see a doctor and get mm-hmm. something that will help you well, get through and, that pain. Well, and I just got to <laughs> I hate that I'm like kind of an expert on this at this point. It's what killed my brother and my dad. too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um who was it that said? Oh, it was uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton said, and this is a God honest, like, this is like, it's, if you're going to be a drinker, right? This is, look, follow this sage advice <laughs> from Harry Dean Stanton, who drank and smoked like a fucking crazy person, okay? Until he, until he died in his 90s. In his 90s. Yeah. In yeah. his fucking 90s, yeah. not his 30s. What did he say? He said, I eat so I can drink and smoke. There you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. anyway, so there's the deal. I'm sorry you're crying in your cubicle right now, um, but I'm okay. We're okay. We miss the fuck out of him, and we have a terrible image that flashes into our mind constantly. Yeah. So, but we're good. Yes. Let's do some comedy. Uh, <laughs> well, Steve had more. He uh, okay. Go ahead, Steve. He's all right. Uh, in closing, I'm watching for the second time Star Trek Discovery. God, so good. Do you foresee the writers for Discovery making a gentle nudge or hint at Q prior to his first appearance in Next Generation? Is nope. that a conceivable possibility? Nope. 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 They want to do their own thing. Yeah. Like everything they've done. I mean, the the fact that they did uh, Pike era Enterprise was because Pike era Enterprise really hadn't been done. Right. And, and I. Yeah. Th- 
And I love the fact that they're far flung in the future now and they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yep. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, they, they, it was a great idea. Star Trek Discovery, but then I think they realized we've kind of written ourselves into a corner here. Yeah. Haven't and they they had it. What I love you know? about it though is they had a they had a Stephen King's uh, Avengers: The End Game in in <laughs> in store for us the whole time because every single question we had about oh why don't we know about Discovery why don't we hear about Spock's stepsister all that stuff they tied that up in a neat little package with I, a pretty little bow and I loved it and it was not it didn't seem forced it seemed one. 100% organic and mm-hmm. real and true. And then you get the tragedy of Christopher Pike when he knowingly sacrifices his own future, his own career yeah. by taking that Klingon artifact and 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 setting the timeline straight so that they can so they can fix things. It's a gorgeous show and yeah, they can go in and and mess with it, but what they're doing with Star Trek right now on CBS All Access is the most Roddenberryan thing ever. They are exploring. Yeah. They are exploring storytelling. They're exploring what a TV show can do. These episodes are 12 to $15 million a piece, and every fucking dollar is on that screen, mm-hmm. and it is gorgeous. And that 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 battle between uh, Discovery and the Enterprise oh. and that and the, the, the uh, enemy renegade ships... Yeah. That's some of the best space battle that's ever been shot. Well, and uh, it's so good. And like, can you imagine if they do like everybody wants that Pike series? I want it. Yeah. Everybody who doesn't mm-hmm. like who's watched the show doesn't want that fucking Pike and Spock series. I don't. Mm. You don't? No. Because, I do. Because because I'm kind of I'm coming at that point right now is I'm expecting that. So mm. let's see what you're going to do. That's not that. I, 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 I mean, I'd be happy if I see it. No, I want it because. This is a guy. He's like the um, <laughs> the Cyclops and Krull, right? He knows how his story ends. Mm-hmm. He knows how he knows what his fate is. He knows what his story. So, like, what does that do to a person and a character? And I'm just like, I want to fucking see that. And he's so. Hey, can you so- imagine the conversations he could have with Spock about it? I could oh. also see him being the kind of person that's going to be like. I already know what's going to happen, and so there's nothing gonna... I can do to change it. So, so he's not going to be that guy that's out there questing for a way to change his timeline. He's going to be like, "Well, I already know where this is going, so let's make." And the he's best like, of it. "I can make, I, I can do whatever risk I want because I know I'm going to end up going poop, right?" And <laughs> <laughs> sure. also, I think the other thing about Discovery, and this is this is a tough one, is it kind of shows you how ham-handed the J.J. Abrams movies were yeah. because they're fine. They're fine for what they are, and the third one was fantastic. The third one was almost the most trekky thing that ever trekked. Yeah, yeah. But you look at this and you go, "Oh, holy shit!" There's such a thing as subtle storytelling. Nuance. Like you don't have to beat people yeah. over the head with your. Now here's here's the here's the problem that I'm running into now. Mm. As you know, I've been recommending the show on Netflix called Toast of London, and every episode this this. Main character Stephen Toast, who is you know not only an actor but does terrible voiceover. They start the show with a sketch of him in a voiceover booth, and one of the running gags is is that one of the sound guys in the booth will say, uh, "Stephen, Stephen, can you hear me? Stephen, it's Clem Fandango. Can you hear me?" And he always says, "Yes, I can hear you, Clem Fandango." I realize that Clem Fandango is Ash Tyler. And it's really fucking with me. It's the, really... the Klingon man? Yeah. Oh. 
that's Clem Fandango. Huh. And then the latest episode of Toast I watched, he says, Stephen, can you hear me? This is Clem H. Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> you just added an H to your name. Are you that big of a twat? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. All right. Uh, anything else before we go? You okay? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got All a little, right. like, feely. It, Rebecca, that's something that happens. You, you, well, you've listened to the show. Well, yeah. it happens with everybody but me, because I'm a fucking robot. <laughs> so, I mean, enjoy the lack of emotion. I didn't cry, though. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody. That's a plus. We're, we're all making yeah. progress. Yeah. Yeah. Except for me, because I'm a fucking robot. <laughs> well, I, I mean... Got, I got my crying out earlier this week watching the... Watching Hank Williams. Yeah. Watching Hank Williams documentary. Watching Hunger Games. I mean, I'll, I'll quote Jay. Just get you some therapy. Yeah. Oh yeah, no therapy. <laughs> Therapy's good shit. Therapy's oh, the good shit. So uh, yeah, I actually mm. I actually found a therapeutic thing that helps me because uh, I don't know if you know this. I have like a pack of rabid weasels for a brain. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And, we've noticed. Yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, uh, for the most they're part, they're all eating blueberries. No, that's your thing. No, no, no. I've never once said blueberries. Blueberries. Yeah. No, 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 uh, there's a there's a site called 750 Words because. Therapy is all about getting the, the, the rabid weasels in your brain to express uh-huh. themselves in some way, whether uh-huh. it's talking or writing or whatever else. And the whole point behind 750 words is you get on there and you do what's called free writing. It's like associative storytelling. You basically mm-hmm. just write until you hit 750 words. You can go more than 750 words, but less than 750 words, you're, you're not going to get it. And they've kind of gamified the whole thing. You get points for every day that you log in, and they encourage you to log in every day. They want you to get up in the morning and basically get your 750 words out. Can you do it at night? You can do it at night. Oh, this is like that miracle morning. But Interestingly enough, yes. Uh, What's wild is I did it at night for the first week, and I found that it wasn't as productive. But I do it first thing in the morning when my subconscious brain is still kind of in charge. And I'm, I'm finding myself less murdery. Oh. You know, because uh, you, you were saying that People don't really know us because we we keep some things to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm a really murdery guy. <laughs> like I I really think about murder a lot. So not that I want to murder, just I think about it. So I, I find with the rabid weasels actually being able to be expressed every morning, uh, it's 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 making a much more productive, calmer, gentlerly. Well, here's uh, here's something that was uh, given to me earlier this week by a good friend of mine, and she says you need to find people, surround yourself with people. And, you know, this, the talk was specifically about a partner, but I think it can be extended yeah. to uh, your friends. Find yourself people who give you the five A's. Attention, affection, appreciation, allowing, and acceptance. And if you can do that for somebody and have someone do that for you, you're a very lucky person because usually dogs are about the only thing that right. do all yeah. of that. <laughs> well, and I'll say you guys do that for me. Everybody sitting in this room... Um, Jen and uh, most of the people at my school, my new fucking, yeah. my new fucking uh, home, you know. So it, it, yeah, it's important to feel cared about. Yeah, yes. you know? that's the reason right. why I'm at the shop I'm at. They're they're good people, yeah. and they accept the fact that yes, I play with little men. It's okay. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> I do play. But with also realize too that like. And this is the thing like I've always struggled with. Like, it is okay to have feelings, and it is okay to experience feelings, yeah. and it is okay to express feelings. Well, unless you're a robot, then it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. unless you're a man. Oh no! I'm good. Oh wait, no. Especially if you're a man. And all Shannon. the pe- all the people on this that listen to this podcast, we've heard you cry 922 times. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, if you would, Mr. I'm not going to do a hand thing. You're not. No. Um, I feel like the. I just want to say um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being friends. And uh, you're welcome. And thanks for uh, 
supporting us. Um, and we support you back. How about... Geek Show loves you as much as we love ham. How about appreciate the ham? Mm. Allow the ham. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Accept, Accept the, ham. the ham. Right. <laughs> That's very good. No, thank you all so much. You have no idea what you mean to us. Thank you. Good night.